if you want to master consumer law just for getting deletions or just your own pleasure or whatever reason, but you don't necessarily want to know like everything, you want the most important parts, I got the solution for you. I taught a FCRA masterclass, Fair Credit Reporting Act masterclass. And in this two hour masterclass, I basically walked through all the important information you need as far as the Fair Credit Reporting Act to get those deletions, get paid, etc. I walked through my entire process of how I go about getting deletions and all that. If you want to grab that replay, it's very, very cheap right now. If you want to grab that replay, go to catactusllc.com, click on courses. It's going to take you to FCRA masterclass replay. Go over there, grab it, don't grab it, whatever you want to do, but it's available. Uh, enjoy the episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. Welcome to the episode. Welcome to a new episode of the CAT Podcast, Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast. I hope you're feeling blessed. I hope you're feeling amazing. I hope you're feeling great. Let's get straight into the episode. Updates. So number one, number one, number one, number one, I want y'all to go ahead and follow our social media page. Obviously, the business page is CA Tactics LLC on IG. That kind of rhymes. And then if you want to follow my personal page, you can go to Mike O. Benjamin, M-I-C-H-O-B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N. If you're not following me already, if you're not following my personal page, if you're not following a business page, go ahead and, you know, knock that out if you if you want. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel got a lot of sauce for y'all. We're constantly dropping sauce, you know what I'm saying? So definitely go subscribe to the YouTube channel. You're going to get information over there and it's going to help y'all get to the next level. TikTok, we're on TikTok as well. Go ahead and um, follow the TikTok if you want. We had a recent video. You know, get thousands and thousands of views. So we got a lot of new sets of eyes on us. Some of y'all may be listening to the podcast right now. So welcome. Update as well. So if you have not joined the text group, definitely go ahead and join the text group. If you want to join, um, I, I, might, I might put in an ad in the episode just so y'all can get the number. But I believe you can text the word credit to 914-353-4741. Text the word credit to 914-353-4741. If you text the word course to the same number, you'll get the free course that we have. If you text the word law, you'll get the $5 consumer law guide. If you text the word MS, you'll get the $5 MS guide. You see how we're doing it, marketing, all of that. So yeah, definitely go ahead and tap in if you have not tapped in yet. You spend more than $5 on nonsense, so you might as well spend $5 on something that's going to make sense. You feel me? So literally and physically, it's going to make sense. Like it's going to make you money and it's going to make sense. Like it makes sense to spend the $5 on it. All right. Anyways, last update, because I want to get straight into the episode. As y'all can see in the title, we're talking about a very, very important episode today. The very, very important episode I'm going to give y'all today is pertaining to my experience with how I was able to remove an open auto loan. And a lot of times, you know, people are like, oh, you can't remove open stuff, things like that. And I'll, I'll get into the reasoning and everything and why, you know, in the episode. But last update, you guys know I have the text list that we're doing. And I was just thinking about the fact that with the whole text list, I could text out so much information. I can email out so much information. But I feel like there's a time and place for that. So 
what we're doing now is we're creating a private Facebook group. So this private Facebook group, it's going to be for accountability. It's going to be for, you know, sauce. It's going to be for all the information you need to get yourself to the next level, whether it is credit, whether it is leverage, whether it is uh, consumer law, um, MS. You know, speaking of MS, if you didn't tap into if you didn't tap into Rakuten this weekend, they were doing like a 10 percent. On, I think it was on Friday, basically. We sent out a text message about it. They were doing a 10%. This is why you got to be on the text list because you're going to get that kind of information. If you bought the MS course, you also got that too. So Rakuten just, you know, it's a way for you to go crazy. So we're going to be talking about more Rakuten stuff in the Facebook group. Um, I don't know if I said happy Easter to y'all, so happy Easter. But yeah, so the Facebook group is going to be for accountability. It's going to be for information and things like that. And the whole purpose, like I said, of why I actually created a Facebook group was because I'm always thinking like, oh, dang, I want to send this as a text out to them. But I'm but I'm thinking like, I don't want to harass y'all as far as like sending y'all so many text messages. You feel me? So I know some of y'all that's on the text list. You're like, no, send me, send me the information, send me the information. This is why the Facebook group is created. So I'm going to, I'm going to probably put it in the description, but if you don't see it in the description, I low-key want it to be a private Facebook group. I don't want like everyone to get access because I don't know, you know, everybody's intentions. I don't know if everybody's serious. So if you're serious about that, if it sounds interesting to you, first of all, look in the description. The link might be over there to join. You'll answer the questions and we'll see if you qualify. Answer all the questions. If you don't answer the questions, if you just try to join and you don't answer the membership questions, we're not going to accept you, right? So um, if you if you don't see it over there in the description, just go ahead and DM me personally, Facebook, DM my personal page at Michael Benjamin, the word Facebook or DM our business page, CA Tactics LLC, Facebook. So just DM, you know, whatever you can on IG. If you do not have IG, which I figured out recently from some people, you can get on the text list, <laughs> text the word credit to 914-353-4741. Once you're on the text list, text the word Facebook, right? So if you're already on the Facebook, I mean, if you're already on the text list, go ahead and text the word Facebook. We'll be able to see it. And then we'll be able to give you the details on how to actually get in the Facebook group. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited for y'all because I definitely am looking forward to creating a new community as far as credit. You know, we have the podcast, all y'all that be listening to the podcast. We have the, um, we have the text list and now we have what's it called the Facebook group. So we're going to be growing that. And getting y'all to the next level with that. So I think that's all the updates I have for now. Um, you know, I'm sipping on some tea right now. I forget what it is. It tastes like uh, it's like ginger and mint or something. So it's something like that. But yeah, those of y'all that know, I be sipping on tea. Y'all know I be sipping on tea. But with that being said, man, or woman, you know, you got to be inclusive. <laughs> Let's get straight into the episode. Listen. Stop what you're doing right now. If you have not got the CAT Credit Literacy course, free course, definitely go ahead and text the word course to 914-353-4741. Again, that is 914-353-4741. Text the word course. It's going to give you access to the free CAT Credit Literacy course. We decided to give out you know, some free sauce for y'all to help y'all situation. Even if you consider yourself a master at credit, I would definitely get it. Even if you consider yourself a novice at credit, I would definitely get it. So again, text the word course to 914-353-4741 to get the free CAT credit literacy course. Enjoy the episode. 
right, let's get straight into the episode. So the episode y'all been waiting for, y'all demanded. Basically, I posted something on IG. I posted a story, actually, talking about how I did delete an open auto loan on my credit report from reporting on, you know, all three. And then I was just asking, should I drop an episode on that? And then a lot of y'all was, you know, replying to the story saying, oh, you know, drop the episode, drop the episode. I'm going through that right now as well, etc. So this is why we have this episode. So if you're listening like way late to the episode, like maybe in a year or two years from now, thank the people that replied to the story. But before we get into it, I got to give y'all some background information and why I actually decided to even do it. And then we'll get into the process. So just some background information. If you don't know, I do Turo car rentals. And basically, this was like last June. So we're in April and it's almost a year now. This was a June of 2021. I started my car rental business. I took my credit, you know, my good credit. I leveraged it to get multiple vehicles for free, essentially, because, you know, zero money down. The car payment's not due until maybe 30, 45 days later. I had a situation with one vehicle where it was taking like months and stuff like that. So I was able to run it up before I even had to make a payment. So that's, that's essentially what I mean when I say, you know, getting the vehicle, zero money down, no money down, uh, getting the vehicle for free, etc. Anyways, so what I did was I ran a play, Bank of America business auto loan play. I've ran it for myself. I've ran it for people. I've helped people get approvals as well. Um, I actually posted some stuff on my story today about it, just talking about, you know, what I did as far as that. Because someone had DM'd me telling me they were listening to the podcast and like the Turo episodes. I don't remember what I was discussing in the Turo episodes, but I'm glad that helped that person. Anyways, back to my uh, background story, everything. So I got multiple vehicles, multiple auto loans. I got multiple auto loan approvals. I took those approvals to the dealership. This is essentially how you want to do it when you're going to get a vehicle, any vehicle, in my opinion. Get the approval from a bank. It could be Bank of America for business auto loans. It could be a credit union because credit unions be giving the back. You know what I'm saying? So once you get that, take that check. Go to the dealership. Let them know you already know you know, the range of what you want to spend and things like that. Don't let them be running up your credit like crazy, right? If they're running up your credit like crazy, at least you know from listening to the podcast, you know how to remove those in- inquiries. So really just... um Keep that in mind. So take that check. I took that check personally. I went to different dealerships in my attempt to get different vehicles for Turo. So at the time, like I said, I had four business auto loan approvals. Remember, they're business auto loans. This means that they're not going to report on my personal name. But I got in a situation, right? I got in a situation where I decided to put some of the vehicles in my personal name Just because when I was searching for vehicles, I think it was during that whole chip shortage thing. I don't know if it's still going on, but I came across certain vehicles. But the thing was, Bank of America wasn't like a lender that they worked with. So it was one of those things where I had to make a split decision of I could take it, you know, and put it on my personal name and maybe refinance it later in my business name. Or I could just say no and then, you know, go go to a different dealership in hopes I'll find like the same vehicle. And be able to use the Bank of America auto loan. So what I did, I didn't use all my Bank of America auto loan approvals because I decided to get some of them in my personal name. Because I got some of them in my personal name, I was also thinking about the fact that, okay, I'm, I'm learning about this consumer law stuff. Let me actually get this on my personal name and then I'm going to test out the consumer laws to see if I'm able to delete it from reporting. 
Because, you know, when we hear about like an open auto loan, you don't think about removing that. You think about like you sent out a letter to Experian, TransUnion, Equifax, and they're going to be like, oh, no, you can't remove it, you know, because it's an open auto loan. It's different from like if it was um, an inquiry not tied to an open account and things like that. So my point being that you don't typically see it as something that you would be able to remove unless you've been studying consumer laws, right? Because you know, like the exclusion section, uh, 15 USC 1681 A2AI, when we talk about experiences or transactions, when we talk about 15 USC 1681 A2B, any authorization or approval dealing with your credit card, you know credit card, if you've been listening to previous episodes and study consumer law, you know credit card is 15 USC 1602L, where it's defined as... Um, basically your license plate, your social security card and everything, your social security number and everything, right? So yeah, you you know, we can do the mental gymnastics on consumer law all day. But I say that to say, I got some of these vehicles in my personal name and I was like, okay, I'm going to actually put myself in a position where I got to actually use consumer law to remove these vehicles from reporting. So that's basically, you know, why I actually put myself in a situation where I was like, okay, I'm going to remove open auto loans And now, before we even get into the process, one thing I want to say, because I want to be very, very transparent with y'all. I'm not coming on here to lie to anybody because that doesn't help anybody. One thing I'll say, I did it successfully with uh, one of my auto loan accounts, right? But I also did the same process with a different auto loan account, which hasn't been deleted yet. That's important to note. It hasn't been deleted yet. That's why I won't even title this episode how to delete an open auto loan. I'm going to say, I'm going to title it how I personally delete an open auto loan. And this goes back to show y'all and tell y'all what I'm always saying. Every situation is different. Every situation is different, meaning that I did this method and it was successful, right? It was successful, but I did the same method again for a different auto loan with a different lien holder and it wasn't successful yet. That's the importance. The power of yet. Sidebar. The Power of Yet is the name of um, a book that I wrote like back in 2019. I don't know if y'all know, but I'm an author as well. So yeah, go ahead and tap into that if you want. But that just reminded me right now. But yeah, it's The Power of Yet. You feel me? So you just got to be consistent, persistent, and understand every situation is different. This is why when I'm talking to people, some people are like, oh, um, what's, what is the process? What do I have to do? Just because you do something, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work like that. Because like I, I'm telling y'all, I literally did the same thing for one auto loan and, and the same thing for a different auto loan, different results, right? But it's just up to me to be consistent and persistent. And that's the whole theme I want y'all to really understand as you listen to the episode. You might be able to do everything I'm doing and I mentioned in this episode, and maybe you'll get the same result, or maybe it'll be like you have to continue being consistent and doing different things. Look at it as like a boxing match. I think I've used this reference before. In boxing, every situation doesn't always end the same. Sometimes it's going to end in multiple rounds. Sometimes it's going to be a knockout. Sometimes it's going to be a different situation. Look at Mayweather or something. Are all his fights the same? No, there's always different results. So really look at it as like that, right? I have a real life example right now. I did the same process for two different auto loans, two different uh, lien holders. The one that did get deleted is with a credit union. I'm not going to mention them. Um, publicly because I don't know if that'll do anything. And then the other one is a, it's, it's one of these big banks that y'all know about that hasn't been deleted yet from reporting. So just keep that in mind. Just want to give y'all that information. All right, let's get into the process. So the actual process. 
of what I did personally. Remember, this is what I did personally. It may work for you. It may not work for you. So keep that in mind. So number one, I just sent a general letter. I sent a general letter, but I also attached um, Experian on it. So I addressed the letter to Experian and the lien holder. Experian and the lien holder. I didn't put the dealership. We're going to get into my second round where I did put the dealership. But I put Experian and the dealership. I mean, not Experian and the lien holder. That's what I mean. So I put Experian and the lien holder and I sent it out certified mail. I have I have the letter that I sent, but I don't actually sell it because, like I said, I did it successfully for one auto loan, but I'm still working on it for a separate auto loan. So it's like I don't want to sell it like that without people knowing that it worked and then it also didn't work yet in a different situation, right? So that's not to say it doesn't work because it literally did work at least once. But if y'all want that letter, you can DM me. Um, what should we do? DM me auto loan letter or something. I don't know. And then we can discuss about me giving you the letter, selling it to you or whatever. If you, if you need that guidance. Or you could just listen to the episode and create your own letter based off of it. So I'm going to go over it. Some of the laws I put. Oh, also, speaking of laws. With credit, obviously, there's so many ways, different ways to actually get your desired result. But I think it's probably obvious. I use consumer law to actually delete the open auto loan. There's also, you know, factual disputing. There's also typical credit repair methods and things like that. But me personally, I didn't use typical credit repair methods to actually delete the open auto loan. That's not to say that you can't do it that way, but I'm letting y'all know I did the consumer law way. So keep that in mind. All right. So basically, you know, I put my name as usual. And then I put, um, why is my thing acting weird? Okay. I thought it stopped recording. Okay. And then I put the Experian. Then I put the lien holder. And remember, this is my first letter. I didn't put the dealership yet. So now I put the account number because I went in my Experian report. I put the account number of the vehicle, right? And then I was, I put the make, I put the model, I put the VIN number. And I said, to whom it may concern, I basically let them know that I pulled my credit report. I had an auto loan that was reporting on all consumer reporting agencies and it needed to be deleted. And I said I was demanding it be deleted. And then I basically said the account is as follows. I put when it was purchased, you know, the date open, the date opening. I put the auto loan account number again. And I was letting them know that they were in violation of the FCRA, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, which is 15 U.S.C. 1681. I said specifically 15 U.S.C. 1681A2AI, which I was speaking about earlier, remember? Experiences or transactions. And I was basically letting them know that this was a transaction and experience. And then I referenced um, Truth and Lending Act, talking about you know the credit card, 1602L. And then I basically, I, basically, I think I referenced, hold on, let me scroll down. Okay, then I referenced uh, 15 U.S.C. 6802, which talks about opting out. And it basically says a financial institution may not disclose non-public information to a non-affiliated third party, right? So I was, I was quoting that law as well. I did what I did over there. And then I was just basically saying how the dealership did not disclose all this information to me. And then I basically gave them a timeline saying that they have a certain amount of days that they have to review what I sent them. And then they have to delete it. So that was my first letter. I sent that out. I sent it certified to Experian. Right. Experian and the lien holder. I'm not going to mention the lien holder, but I told you it was a credit union. So I sent that out to them and I basically got a letter back from them saying that, oh, all the information is accurate, blah, blah, blah. 
They were telling me stuff that, you know, I, I didn't ask for, right? I was demanding that it be deleted because they violated the FCRA. So after that, right, after I got that notice, after I got that notice, I sent an additional letter. It was basically the same letter, but I was just reminding them. So this is round two. It was basically the same letter, but I was just reminding them again that they violated me as a consumer. They violated FCRA. But what I did different this time was I actually put TransUnion instead of Experian. So I put TransUnion this time. I put the lien holder and then I put the dealership this time. So this was a dealership. Um, I'm not going to mention them, but I, it was a dealership that I, I put as well. So when I included all of that, like I said, in my second letter is pretty much the same thing, but I, it was just like a reminder, right? Like I sent y'all this previous notice. That's why that was how I changed it. I sent y'all this previous notice. Y'all still are violating, et cetera. I sent that all certified as well. Certified to get your green return receipt because the mindset I had is I'm ready to go to court if they, not, they don't give me my desired result, right? So once I sent that second round, what I did was I also finally, which I didn't do in the first round, I did a CFPB complaint. So I did a CFPB complaint. I did a BBB complaint, which is Better Business Bureau. And then I did um, an attorney general, state attorney general complaint, right? So I submitted all of those and then I waited, I waited, I waited. And what I saw was that, to be honest, CFPB, they did nothing. They're just saying, oh, they're still working on your complaint, et cetera. And then it just ended up being that they didn't do nothing, right? So my mindset was, I'm just going to use it as a paper trail for what I'm doing. So CFPB didn't do nothing. BBB <laughs> didn't do nothing. They just said, I think they said like, something about not being regulated. I forget what they did, but from what I remember, they just really didn't do nothing like that. And then an attorney general was saying that they were looking into it and it was like an ongoing thing. So after that, this was probably like maybe 21 days later. I don't, I don't believe I waited any full 30 days in between rounds. So maybe 20 something days later, what I did was I actually was like, okay, let me actually do an affidavit of truth. So if you don't know what affidavit of truth is, it's basically you writing down your truth and you're writing down a statement of you're writing down a series of facts of how, you know, you're violated. You could write down your exhibits, which is proof of how you're violated. And basically, if they don't refute what you're saying line by line, they didn't reply to affidavit of truth in the way that they're supposed to. So affidavit of truth has like a number of different parts. And the last part is where you get a notarized. So you have to get it notarized in front of a notary. So it's a very, very powerful document. So this was, this was like my next move, my next resort of what I was going to resort to actually doing. So I drafted up an affidavit of truth. If you need help with affidavit of truth, I have, um, I have a template actually, as far as, you know, what to include and things like that. And it's also, we went, I think we went over it in the FCRA masterclass. I taught the two hour FCRA masterclass. So if you want a template for that, you know, you can get the class or you could just DM me, um, affidavit or something. And then I'll, I'll get you over the template letter for the affidavit of truth. So anyways, I drafted up an affidavit of truth. And then when I drafted up the affidavit of truth, I, also, I made copies of it, right? After I got it notarized. So I left some space for it to be signed and notarized. As soon as I did that, I went back and made some copies for myself to keep. Because remember, I'm in the mindset of, I may have to go to court with these people, right? So I drafted up the affidavit of truth against everybody, right? So in this case... I did it against TransUnion. I did it against a lien holder. And I did it against a dealership. So I did an affidavit of truth for all of them. So what happened was after I did that, I made copies of all of them. 
I sent I sent that out as well. And I sent out the previous two letters I had sent. Then I went back to CFPB. I did that again, submitting everything. I did BBB again. I did attorney general again. Right. So I sent out all these letters. And then what had happened was I saw um, I want to say it was like maybe it was less than 30 days because usually, you know, you want to wait like 30 days. But I think it was in the middle of when my report was going to be refreshed again. So it was in the middle of that situation. And then I refreshed my credit report. And then I saw that it was it was no longer reporting. So I don't know exactly what letter it was that actually got them because, you know, I was attacking so many different people. So I believe it was a lien holder, but it just stopped reporting, essentially. So once I saw it stop reporting, I waited, waited. I got the new report again. And then I saw again that it was no longer reporting and it was no longer reporting on all my um, consumer reports. And one thing, too, I also did was I called TransUnion and I was letting them know that I had, you know, I had a fraudulent account. And they were telling me they were giving me the runaround like you have to submit this, this and this. And I don't think it was a phone call that actually did it, but I just wanted to note that I did call TransUnion during the process. But, you know, I think it was just that third round. Maybe it was an affidavit of truth that really made it powerful. And once I saw this result, I was like, okay, let me go and try it with the other auto loan that I have that is with a big bank. So I tried it. I did the same exact thing. Same exact process. You know, I got to uh, the round three with the affidavit of truth, submitting that and everything. And it hasn't come off yet, but I say that to say, you just got to be persistent and consistent because every situation is different, right? So yeah, just really keep that in mind. That was basically how I did it. And I would say like every, it was every 20 something days, I would go ahead and submit a new round. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait like the full 30 days or anything, but I just say that to say, just be consistent, be persistent. And then you'll eventually get your, desired result. Because I was attacking from so many different lanes, I don't know exactly, you know, what it was, but I know it was that round that actually did it. But, you know, I was I was attacking from so many different rounds. I, I just refreshed my report and then I saw it was no longer reporting. So yeah, just keep that in mind. I know some people are like, oh, you could submit FTC to get stuff removed, but I did not submit an FTC report. I literally just use a law. I use these letters. I use affidavit of truth. I use all of that, right? So yeah, just keep that in mind. Just be consistent. Just be attacking them. And then you're definitely going to eventually get your desired result. So yeah, man, with that being said, hopefully this episode brought y'all value. Remember, this is what I did. This is what I did. I did the same thing twice, different results. So I hope you can take inspiration from my situation and it can help you with your own situation. So good luck. Good luck studying and catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the CAP podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. If you got beneficial information, shout us out on social media, uh, send us a review, you know, let us know. Hopefully everything's good with you. If you have not got the free CAP credit literacy course, go ahead and text the word course to 914-353-4741. Again, that is 914-353-4741. You've listened to the episode. If you haven't gotten the free course, now it's time to take action. Y'all have a blessed one.